superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The Chargers are out of the playoffs. You know, the Chargers, uh, you think they're going to zag when all they do is zag. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I told you they were going to stick with Staley and they were going to change some of the staff. Whatever your impulse is, do the exact opposite. Try that one out. Earlier on the show, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. ESPN NFL analyst, Robert Griffin III. Coming up, Fox Sports NFL analyst, Daryl Moose Johnston. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, hour number three. We're on the air right here on the Roku channel, and we're also on the Rich Eisen Show Radio network powered by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Why don't you? We're also here on Sirius XM Odyssey and we're on our podcast. Everybody who listens to us whenever you want through our podcast, love when you tweet at us to say that's how you're doing it. Um, and uh, and we're greatly appreciative of anybody who had subscribed on our podcast. And there's our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. First two hours of this program in the books. If you missed any of it, we're top of hour number three right now. After this hour with Moose Johnston, uh, who's calling Giants Eagles, who called Seahawks Niners, who played in Cowboys Niners for three monster NFC championship games. We played each other back to back to back in NFC championship games Good with the Cowboys taking two yeah, out of three. They took the first two. They lost the third um, there. He will be here on this program. Once this third hour is over, he, we will re-air on channel 210 on the Roku channel. So if you missed any of the first two uh, hours, you're, you're, you're rock solid. Uh, we've got Mike Florio in hour number one. We had a great chat with RG three in hour number two. Great conversation about which, uh, legacy uh, would be altered the most of any of the fi- if any of the final eight head coaches in the NFL won the Super Bowl, whose coach still coaching in the playoffs essentially uh, would have their legacy altered the most with the Super Bowl win, and we chose Mike McCarthy by a, a slight bit over Doug Peterson. Peterson. And uh, what say you at eight four four two zero four Rich? That's a number to dial. We'll take some phone calls and let's uh, let's start our third hour with an actual phone call that we're referring to. Um, Jaden in Lexington, Kentucky, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jaden? Uh, nothing much, Rich. I'm a big fan of yours, by the way. Um, I watch the show all the time. Out of boy. And I was, um, I was actually kind of curious because y'all were talking about whose legacy would be affected the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a big Bengals fan, right? So um, I'm not going to ask about the coaches. What I'm going to ask about is uh, – how a Super Bowl win would affect Joe Burrow's legacy oh boy. this year with uh, most of his old linemen being out. And a second part to that, um, if this would mean more than last year's win, if they were to win, which they didn't. Wow. What a, what a, what a 
what a question to to throw in front of us here, Jaden. Uh, I I don't know about winning. Last year would have been pretty sweet for for the Bengals to have won it last year, and and for me, you know, last year would have completed the Burrow is the second coming of Brady um, storyline that Burrow would do it in year two, just like Brady did it in year two, um, and um, you know, obviously this year would be amazing as well. The only reason why, I guess we could do the same thing for legacies for a quarterback. Would it, how would it affect Joe Burrow's legacy? It would, it would just continue the trend of him being one of the greatest winners we've seen yet. You know, when Brady won it all in his second year, all he did was just come off of, you know, have, having one of the greatest Orange Bowl performances in the history of that game for Michigan as he was drafted 199th overall. This is a kid who was first overall drafted coming off of a national championship with 60 touchdowns after a terrific high school career put him on the Ohio State radar screen before they told him to beat it, you know? So, um, and by the way, that's the way I choose to characterize the end of that relationship. Joe, as you know, chooses to continue saying he's still a Buckeye. So, um, long story short, though, uh, I think it would just continue his trend of being one of those cigar-smoking guys that you just want to follow, you know? That's the way I would go, Jaden. Yeah, so, okay, the um, second part to that, um, Trevor Lawrence still in the playoffs. Joe Burrow still in the playoffs. Whose legacy would be affected more out of those two with the Super Bowl win this year? Oh, man. Thanks for the call, Jaden. I appreciate it. See you, brother. How do you not go Burrow? Although, did you see this one that Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday? I, you know what? I <laughs> yeah, heard that Somebody mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I heard that the other day. That the only losses he had at Clemson were in national championship games that were not on Mondays. On, yeah. on Mondays. Right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and that, you know, obviously he never played in high school. He never he never lost in high school, right? Because he played never on Friday. Lost in high school. Right. Yeah. And then his only losses in Clemson were on national championship finals that were on Mondays. And then whenever he's played and then this past game was on a Saturday. So that's on the line this Saturday. Jeez. Okay, so he's never lost on a Saturday. Just saying that's pretty funny. Jaguars are like <laughs> plus three thirty if you want to wade in those waters on the money line, Rich. You know, they played each other this year. You know. And I, I got to think that he's not going to throw four picks in the first half again, right? Oh, well, all he's going to do is just throw three, and it's an improvement. <laughs> so, so the, right? So the <laughs> the floor I'm, is very low. The ceiling's just as low. That's what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> <laughs> how's, that, how's that as a sunny way of looking right. at it, right? Ceiling is the floor. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Let me just say, it was 27-17. It was week 10. And um, the game was 20 to nothing, Kansas City. Really? And then Christian Kirk scored right before halftime. Stop me for that one for Jacksonville. <laughs> and yeah. then they got a field goal right after halftime to make it a 10-point game. And that's when... Mahomes went on a 10-play, 75-yard drive at the end of the third quarter to make it a 17-point game, and that's all she wrote. Our guest on Monday show, Christian Kirk, had a 19-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter to make it a little bit more cosmetically pleasing. But if you look at the uh, ESPN win probability chart, the worst it got for the Chiefs was 78% chance of winning when it was scoreless <laughs> those charts always in make the me first laugh quarter when you see like a crazy comeback like the one the jags did you know the chart is always like doo, 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 and then it just drops off a cliff you know right the- yeah but they, they were they had a 90 had 100 chance of winning at kickoff 
by the way. How about them apples? We'll see. You gonna anybody gonna be brave enough to take the Jags? Oh, sorry, I don't know how you can. You mean I, in this I, room or? I don't know. How no, you can. I just mean it, in this room or, or on any, TV of, your, this any of your shows uh, nah, or anybody I, on TV. I'll take this the week? Jags, Chris. Why not? Well, I pick them. Why not? I mean, I don't know if I believe you. Well, well, I mean, let's, let's I'll, talk and about actually, this. and actually believe it. You know what I mean? Let's, let's talk about this. You want to talk about, you know, wagers you'll take. That seems because, to be the biggest long shot. No, no, minute. Of the weekend wagers that you'll take. Where, because the stakes are, what, what is it? What do you care? You'll sit here, you'll take the Jaguars, and when it's the Chiefs, you'll be like, I would just whatever, whatever that means, right? There's no real stakes for you. No. How about you taking Rich Eisen show editor Jordan Sherrill up on his offer? Here we that go. He texted the entire chain last night. Here we go. The Rich Eisen show <laughs> fantasy basketball chain was lit last night because I had, uh, you know. I had a little it bit. It was of, not lit. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You started I running a little bit. Mouth. I, I started little, running your excuse mouth. Excuse me. I had a little bit of the Montepulciano oh. right around 6 o'clock oh, last yeah, night. I, I, could, I couldn't tell. <laughs> and I tweeted out to the N- Rich Eisen Show NBA fantasy group uh, that I, I need to take a drug test because Fred Van Vliet just had 22 points in the first half against Chris Brockman's team. And yeah. This is way before Jokic had a triple-double in, Misty, in which he missed only one shot on the night. That was He's insane. <laughs> yeah. At any rate, I run far afield. Part of the Texas chain, we go back and forth, back and forth. Chris Brockman decides to ask TJ Jefferson if he's at the Sixers Clippers game because that's the convergence of the two teams you love the most. Right. Yes. Yeah. Sixers and Clippers. Those are your two teams. And they played last night on TNT mm-hmm. and here in Los Angeles. And I wrote back, I'm sure he's there. I, and you, I, I was you doubted it. it. I wasn't buying it. You weren't buying it. No. And who tweeted a photograph from crypto? But T.J. Jefferson. Come you went. Now. You left the house. No, hey, they'll never disrespect me like that. Man. That's what I wrote. The you disrespect I mean? is real. I they'll said I, 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 I believed in you. But we never saw you in the photo, so anyone uh, could have sent you that photo. Boy. I mean, that's a good point. But my bank, my, is real. my bank account would would tell you otherwise. Well, um, I'm going to need to see the receipts. <laughs> there it is. There's the picture. <laughs> There's the photo. What do we got, Premier Level? By the way, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Is that yeah. how you're rolling? Were you with Ashton? No. <laughs> You'd been down on the floor if you were with Ashton. <laughs> That's what my, my, my boy Riley. We've been going to Clippers games together since 99, 2000. Well, season. at any rate, so I started, as has been established in this conversation, I started the text chain, mm-hmm. and I, I just grabbed, you know, I just... Because I know it's been relabeled R.E.S. NBA Fantasy or what have you, or it's been relabeled something like that. And so I just clicked on the one with the, the basketball emoji attached okay. to it. Had no idea it was last year's chain that included Jordan Sherrill, oh, Rich Eisen Show no editor, who, as I you see. know, I personally expunged, out the league. Well, expunged or asked if he wanted to be replaced by my son, <laughs> Cooper, because all he did was draft Sacramento Kings because he's a Northern Californian, yep. and then didn't start people. wasn't wasn't paying he wasn't close, paying attention. Close attention. And as you know, I, that I can't, that I can't have. You're a stickler. Well, I am a stickler for that. Apparently, I'm not t- from this text chain, that wasn't the only thing he hasn't been paying attention. Yes, to, but okay. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but at any rate. Because he did ask who's leading the, the, the league, and I'm like, glad you asked, Jordan. And But but Jordan, Jordan, you know, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Sean Mitchell, Rich Eisen Show digital uh, coordinating producer, mm-hmm. is the one who monitors every syllable we say. 
and Jordan handles stuff that's, you know, not on the minute-to-minute yeah, minute of this program. tweets, videos, we need sound Am bites. I correct, Hoskins? That's the way everything's... Okay, so Jordan's, very Jordan, good at what Jordan's he does. not hanging on our every word like Sean <laughs> kindly does. Yeah. All right. See, I'm glad that he asked who's leading the league. <laughs> I, and I you're like, like, you clearly don't watch the show. Because as you know, I, I, I enjoy letting everybody know. You do, uh, yeah. That I'm absolutely boat racing the competition right now in my title defense season. So, long story short, though, Jordan is a, as, as I mentioned moments ago, a Northern California sports fan. Mm-hmm. He offered you a bet. I want to make a bet with TJ. Uh-huh. And I love how he talks like you're not on the chain. <laughs> <laughs> but you are very active. Very rare for you to be actually so responsive well, the on thing, the text. I was getting ready to go to the game, too, it? so I can't believe I was even taking the time <laughs> to even like talk to you guys. I'm like trying to pull on my... Because I thought the game was 7.30 and realized Here it was 7. So Here, I was like, oh, I gotta go. Here you go. I think he wrote... <laughs> By the way, this made me laugh out loud. It was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it as I well. think if the Niners win, he has to change his board, meaning your 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 whiteboard yeah, there. the grease board there. Uh, he has to change his board to bang, bang, Niner gang. And hold it up every day at least once for an entire week Ooh, if the t- Niners win. An entire win. week is a lot. Yeah. I laughed out loud. <laughs> it's bold. Now, brilliant. Thank you, yeah, Albert are you, Einstein. Are you going to chime in? Are you going to say my response to this? Well, I, w- I think you would now utilize this space to respond to it because <laughs> that I, I think I, I have around, a point. Listen, I, I've been around the block, and my apologies to Niner fans if I've missed this. Is this a thing? Bang bang, bang, Niner bang, gang? bang Niner gang, yeah, or is this like just Jordan? I mean, he's a Niner fan, so I'll, I'll I'll assume it is. Did you did you Google it? Is I, it a thing? I think it's a thing. It yeah, has I think, to be. I think it. it's a thing. I don't think he just threw that out there for no yeah, reason. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Niner fans in the, with bang tweets, bang Niner gang with tweets. Bang bang Niner gang. Yeah, All it's a thing. All right, I'll accept it. Will you? Uh, well, it's like I said in the text chain yesterday, right? And I'm not. And there's no way to say this without sounding cocky, and I'm just want to you're preface on the air. it by saying I, I'm not trying to sound Excuse arrogant me. or cocky. But you're the fact, an on-air talent. Yeah, but you the should. fact of the matter is I was like, okay, well, what is your side of the bet? Because for me, if I lose that bet, you're I have Roku to sit channel. there in front of 70-plus million people that, that are subscribed to unique Roku. Us, unique users. Unique users. <laughs> the millions, Rock Voice, and, and millions. millions of Roku users, right? And and. I take a lot of crap, as you know, as for being a Cowboy fan. But you're off Twitter now. You don't care. That's true. So my thing is, like, he has to come up with something that's going to be equal to the amount of shame that I'm going to feel if I have to do that. How about we get him his own whiteboard? Mm -hmm. He's got to write, how about them Cowboys on it? Okay. And we take a photograph of it, and we show it every day. I don't think that's the same. It sure is. It sure is. We're publicly shaming him. It is not the same. No offense to Jordan, but like Jordan doesn't have people at YouTube like already crapping on him like they do me with the Cowboys. Jordan's so, not getting recognized at the forum. That is a good that's point. That's true. I By mean, people whose names he doesn't remember. Even though Jordan, he's on the list of people taller than you think he is. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Sweetheart of a man. Sweetheart of a man for chiming in on, you know, on a text. Die, die hard Sacramento and, Kings fan, too, by the way. He is. Yo, he loves He's it. talking about Sabonis. He's yeah. talking about how great Sabonis is. He's like, whoever has Sabonis is doing very well. By the way, he, 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 he perked up. Down Bowie. Down Bowie. Yeah. All right, so you do not accept. 
Uh, here's the deal. Like, fine. What about one day? I'll just do one it. Day on I, if it happens, there's no way for this bet to be even. I'm just going to say that, but fine. I'll go ahead. Bang, bang, Niner, Niner gang. gang. One day in red marker. One day. In red marker. In red marker. I, yeah, I'll do it. We'll find a, we have a red marker in the back. I'll do it. One day. Good. Because here's the deal. By the way, I would have, I would have allotted from the budget to get a red marker. And the reason thing. I'm going to agree to this is HR because proof. I wasn't able to pay off my Atlanta Braves bet. That that I lost with our caller. Is that Al? Al, yeah, Al so, Atlanta. Yeah. I'll, I'll he go ahead. Doesn't remember names of our fans. What's going on with them, bro? Rich, that I guy, know many people that guy I know on this planet. When you get recognized at the forum, that's right. You know, there's a lot of names. <laughs> you know how many people on this planet I know? <laughs> you want me to remember a name of a person who calls on the phone that I've never met? The Forrest Gump of the Rich Eisen Show floats <laughs> through life that's and right. meets the most famous people and is friends with them. Bang bang Niner gang. Yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. Bang bang Niner gang. Because you know what. I was today years old yesterday when I learned that that's a phrase. I'm sorry, Niners fans. I feel good about it. I've been around the Niners for a long time. Yeah, there's t-shirts with bang, bang, Niners. Bang, bang. Okay. Very good. So I I will accept Jordan's bet even though it's a lopsided bet, but I'll accept it. All right. So, Jordan, if you're out there watching the Rich Eisen (laughs) show. (laughs) If you're out there. The bet is accepted. We have honed it down to just one day. If the Niners beat the Cowboys, that you will have to hold up a grease board of bang, bang, bang. Niner gang. And if the Cowboys win, he has to hold up a grease board of how about them Cowboys? And we then put it on the air. Fine. Once an hour. Three times. That's fine. Three times. Okay. Yeah. Once an hour. And then the bet is settled. Settled. And Jordan, while you're still watching. If you're watching. I'm leading the Rich Eisen show fantasy oh, basketball. Wow. League. Wow. I'm leading it by a wide margin. It's not that wide, bro. You're like two games up. Oh, someone just sent me a Bang Bang Niner game music video. E40 did it. Oh, okay. Yeah. E40 Zarelli. That's my man. So it's a real thing. Very good. Settled. See what happens when you respond to text chains. <laughs> good things happen. Yeah, when I have time, which I didn't have time yesterday, which was like. You're even said. taking videos of the bongo cam on crypto.com. <laughs> yeah, which, you. by the way, I do believe Embiid and the rest of the Sixers were playing on the Clippers uh, Yo, when the MB fourth quarter hit. By the way, the, speaking night. of. Disrespect, though, the fact that Joel Embiid's name isn't being tossed around in these MVP conversations Dude, is very Tyrese annoying. Tyrese Maxey playing like that? I'll have a better record. DJ. Lights Better record. Out. They're in third place. Tyrese Maxey <laughs> playing like that with Harden and Embiid healthy and Tobias Harris. And, you By know, way, Harden, Melton and Milton. Just, the way, James Melton, Harden Milton owes show. me some money. Brother, <laughs> Jefferson, I like your team, man. And yeah. I love, the, you know, I love the coach. James Harden yeah. owes me some money last By week. the way, the Clippers, right. I mean, the Clippers are still, they're working out the, their, you know, their rotations and things. We were kind of in the, hey. in, the, in the stands like, why is, why is T- Terrence Mann not in the game? But And sure as enough okay. as death and taxes in this year is my fantasy alert that Kawhi Leonard is a game-time decision for the back end of a back-to-back. He ain't playing. He ain't going to be there. Kawhi Leonard is so good at basketball. He's so good at basketball. He's so good. And he's been on He's been on fire ever since I complained about him. But he's, but now he's going to take a few games off to make you mad again. Let's take a break. <laughs> yeah, no. Let's take a break. Moose. 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 They're not saying Moose. boo. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast. 
part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, and this guy called Seahawks Niners. He's going to call Giants-Eagles, and so he's played in Cowboys-Niners. Perfect guest. His name is Moose Johnston, three-time Super Bowl champ of Fox Sports. Great to have you on, Moose. How you been? I'm doing awesome. How you doing, Rich? I'm doing great. I mean, what a, what a weekend of NFC playoffs on Fox, brother. Holy cow. Yeah. What a double dip. Unreal. <laughs> It's going to be great, certainly when you're calling. Let's jump in the game that you're calling first. First things first, before we get to the Eagles. Uh, Dan, when, when did Daniel Jones turn into Colin Kaepernick? When did that happen? Did that happen right. just last weekend? I, I don't, Is that what I don't know. I, um, I went back and watched. We did 48-22 um, mm-hmm. uh, early in December, and I went back and, and looked at that game just to, just to see where this evolution you know, started. How mm-hmm. far back did it go? Right. Has it been just like overnight? And there were little flashes of it. There was a couple of drives where, you know, Philadelphia got a lot of pressure in the pocket. He slid, he climbed, he moved a little bit, extended through the ball. Um, they played quick on a couple of series, and he was really, really efficient. And then he had a couple of really important runs, you know, just really, really well-timed run calls uh, by Mike Kafka and Brian Dable and, and did a really, really nice job with him. So you could see kind of the beginning of that, but nowhere near the consistency that he showed in the Minnesota game. He was terrific. I mean, he was dynamite. I mean, and especially since, you know, the, the Giants give up a touchdown to start the game, and then the first snap for the Giants offensively is a hold, and they're deep in their own end, and and they're you can't even call it behind the sticks. They're way behind the sticks, and they overcame that thanks to Jones's throwing and Saquon's running like it was nothing. And I'm I'm I'd be concerned if I'm the Eagles coming off their bye, Daryl. To be very honest yeah. with you. They did not. They did not look good um, in that last game in Week 18. And you know, you can say all you want to say about you know how the Giants approached it, and you know Jalen Hurts is you know he's getting in, he's going to knock the rust off. Um, that that did not look like the same Eagles team from December 4th. And you know that's the big thing. It was not just Jalen Hurts. I mean, all those starters were there. You know, they played their starters deep into the fourth quarter, and you know Davis Webb was moving the ball at times. They were running the ball effectively with guard center guard. That is not going to be the starting trio this weekend. So there's some things when Philly watches that film that are, it's not the fact that Jalen Hurts might've been a little bit rusty. And and in his words said, we were good enough. And and that's all you needed to be week 18. Well, guess what? In divisional round, you're going to be, have to be much more than good enough. Um, and, And I don't, I don't know if it's just one isolated thing. I think there's more than, been a couple of things there that just looked a little bit out of sync. Uh, I think Isaiah Hodgins has been, you know, huge. That was that was the one thing we saw in the forty-eight twenty-two. Was that was kind of his coming out party, um, and and he has just grown immensely over the last five weeks. And again, uh, when you refer to forty-eight twenty-two, you're talking about the the previous time that the 
Eagles just curb stomped the Giants, and then the second iteration was a little bit closer, and now comes a playoff game, Moose, between these two teams. What What is going to be the key here um, for for the Eagles to to take care of what what I think hounded Cousins, and he was able to to still move the football, um, throw the football against, but those two monsters in the middle for the for the Giants on defense and Dexter Lawrence and, and Leonard Williams. What what do you think about that one right there? Yeah, Bruce? yeah, they, they've been playing really well. Kayvon Thibodeau has really grown, um, you know, kind of the last four or five weeks of the season really found his his niche there in, in that defense as well. The secondary is healthy. That was the other big thing in the first matchup. Um, you know, they had a lot of backups in the, on the back end, and there was a couple of explosive plays. And uh, and that's really what it was, that, that first, that first go-around. So I, I think the biggest thing is Jalen Hurts has to get off to a really good start. You know, uh, Nick Sirianni's got to get him out, get him comfortable, give him a couple of quick, easy throws. Um, they were in a lot of empty in that first week one matchup and, and kind of went down the field with just a short, quick passing. Um, because New York was getting some pressure at that time. Um, I think it's going to be critical for Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, to, to be to be good in the run game. They, they have to be able to threat New York with the threat of the run. Uh, because I think when that offense is really when it, it's really functioning at a high level, you have the threat of the Jalen Hurts run. And, and I don't know, is that going to be a part of that? Do we feel comfortable enough to put him out there and expose him to that? Because that was, that was huge in that first matchup um, on third down in the red zone. It, it was Jalen Hurts running the ball. It was extending drives. It was giving them the opportunity to score touchdowns. So uh, I think just getting him off to a good start, getting him into the flow of the game, and then how much run do we get to see from him? Whether it's scramble, whether it's called quarterback runs, you know how comfortable is the the Eagles' offensive staff at exposing him to a big hit? And then, of course, Eagles fans would say, "Hey, you know Daniel Jones looked great, and so did uh, Saquon, but the Vikings' defense isn't in the same area code as the Eagles' defense. How do you see that matchup?" Yeah, I, I think that there's merit there. I really do. Um, but I tell you, this offensive line has gotten better and better and better. We had him in the opener, uh, or I think week two. We had him in week two. And, you know, the, the big concern was, you know, the inconsistency through training camp of being able to establish that, that starting five, especially guard center, guard area, lots of injuries. Um, you know, the wide receiver position was not addressed in the offseason, and where are we going to be there? And you look at the evolution of the offensive line, and you look at the evolution and the emergence of some of these players at the wide receiver position, and they are night and day from what they were early in the season. So, yes, the Philadelphia defense is, is much stouter than Minnesota's was, but this offense is, is much better um, than, it, than it was the last time Philadelphia saw them. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see. And that, that's, that's, you know, take away week 18. You know, there was no Daniel Jones, no Saquon Barkley, no uh, Andrew Thomas, no Evan Neal. Um, you know, this is, they're going to see a team that's extremely confident right now. And the two big question marks on the offensive side of the ball played extremely well against Minnesota. This is a tougher challenge, um, but, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be really interesting to see because I, I really feel that that matchup is going to be a lot closer than that Philadelphia defense is expected. Daryl Johnston here on the Rich Eisen Show from Fox Sports. You and Joe Davis just uh, are going to call Giants and Eagles. You just finished up calling the first game of Super Wild Card Weekend, Seattle and San Francisco. When I see Brock Purdy, man, I just see a baby-faced kid, but you seeing him in person when you met him, 
uh, in all honesty, when you saw him walking in that room between embryo and teenager, how young does he look? What do you got for me on that front, Aaron? Uh, he, he did not look like he was going to be the starting quarterback in the super wild card round. Kickoff. It's unbelievable. Uh, like he's a few years away from that. <laughs> it's un- so so. What what is the secret sauce? What's happening there? What you what you glean when you talk to him and Kyle Shanahan before the game and and watch the game? What 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 what'd you pick up, Daryl? I think he's fearless. Um, I really do. I, I think he's played a lot of football and he's seen a lot of things. Um, you know, you're a four-year starter uh, at Iowa State. I think he's already walked this path, you know, going from high school as a lightly recruited quarterback to Iowa State. He told us, you know, I was third-string quarterback coming in, you know, my freshman year. And I learned a lot about the, the process and the patience that's needed to kind of to get through that. And, and you just have to be ready when that opportunity presents itself because you never know when it's going to, so you have to be prepared. And I was able to take advantage of it at Iowa State, and, and I kind of used a lot of those lessons I learned there to help me to be ready here. And we had that game. We had that Miami game when he came in. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, Rich, I mean, he made, he made a couple of throws into some windows, one in the red zone. So you knew there was, there was no doubt that he felt confident in his ability to throw into tight windows at the NFL level. Uh, he made a couple that were outstanding. Um, I think he's very intelligent. I think he embraces um, the diversity of that offense, you know, how dynamic it can be. Uh, we hear a lot of backup quarterbacks say, I don't have to win the game. I just have to use the talent that's around me. I, I, I think he does more than speak that. I think he really does live that. But then he's got that ability to make those off-schedule plays that a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of young quarterbacks don't. And it, it, the throw to Brandon Ayuk in the back corner of the end zone that, that unfortunately Brandon dropped mm-hmm. was one of the one of the better plays I've seen this year. I mean, to scramble left, circle all the way back to your right, and get that ball into a spot where Brandon could catch it. Only Brandon could catch it was really impressive. So what we hear from the older guys is that, you know, they say Brock Purdy walks into the huddle from day one, and it's his huddle. And you got Trent Williams, George Kittle. I mean, you got some dynamic personalities and some really good players in there. And it's Brock Purdy's huddle. And so I think he won them over immediately, his performance on the Miami game, uh, the way he, he kind of came into that next week and just really kind of took charge as a starting quarterback. Uh, those guys have all bought in. They all love him. Well, for me, uh, Moose, you know, the, the first touchdown um, that the Niners scored, 68 yards comes from just one touch from McCaffrey. By the way, great first touch for him, huh, as a Niner in the playoffs? Yeah, and then bad. And then he finishes up that, that – that uh, that drive with a touchdown grab that Purdy helped create, you know, by by avoiding a sack. The the time to use the Bill Parcells phrase where I thought he dropped his huggies was the the drive to start the second half. Coming out of the locker room, the 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 Seahawks had just taken the lead because of that boneheaded penalty on Jimmy Ward and the, the a boneheaded squib. To be very honest with you, I don't know why they squib kicked, but the way that he performed in that drive. And the throws he was making and and the confidence that he had, I thought to myself, okay, we might look back and say this is when he settled in after that first half. And because he can't, this team can win it, right? I mean, we should stop even asking that question, even though I'm going to ask it to you one more time. That Niners can, can win it with, with Purdy. No, they've been talking about that since week one. This right. Is, this is a Super Bowl ready roster. Right. And, you know, they've got Trey Lance and, you know, everything's ready to go. And, you know, the one thing I've been impressed with with San Francisco is the amount of adversity you have going through the course of the season at the most important position, and they've never flinched. Uh, and, and it's a credit to John Lynch uh, and Kyle Shanahan to have that covered, right? 
you've you've got your guy that you want to be the guy moving forward in Trey Lance, and he gets hurt, and then you found a way to keep Jimmy Garoppolo around, and then he gets hurt, and then you got this guy that, you know, we were thinking about maybe just waiting and maybe picking him up as a free agent, but hey, what the heck, you know, we we like the kid, he checks all our boxes, let's just grab him with our last pick. So you you backed up the most important position. And it's paid huge dividends for you because your defense is championship caliber. Your skill players on the offensive side are as good as anybody in the NFL. You you just need somebody not to get you beat with turnovers at the quarterback position and somebody who understands I'm the point guard and I've got a lot of weapons that I can put the ball to. And that's what Brock Purdy's doing. So, um, yeah, I, I this is... It's funny, early in the year when we did that first Giants-Eagles matchup and it was 48-22, and you kind of come away from it and you're like, you know, wow, you know, that, that, that's a good Eagles team. I don't know if anybody can beat them. I, you know, they're, they're going to have to help the opposition if anybody's going to knock off Philly. They're going to have to have some turnovers. They're going to have to have some penalties. They're going to have to make a few mistakes. Um, yeah, I'm kind of thinking about that same thing now for San Francisco. You know, with, with the uncertainty of, of Jalen Hurts and what he can do at the quarterback spot with Lane Johnson, is he going to be able to play? How long will he be able to play? Um, Avante Maddox is, is still out of lineup on the defensive side of the ball. Not only is San Francisco talented, but they're extremely healthy right now going in. Where last year, I mean, they came limping into the playoffs, and this year they're, they're as healthy as they've been all season. Daryl Johnston, a few more minutes left with the three-time Super Bowl champ and Fox Sports analyst calling the Giants and Eagles this weekend. All right, Cowboys, Niners. I say those two words to you. The first memory you have is what? Moose. Uh, NFC Championship game, 1992, 30-year anniversary just a few days ago, I think. What do you, what do you think about that one? What hits you? Uh, the big thing was um, we're going out to Candlestick, and everybody knows who San Francisco is. We are the up-and-coming team, but we're, I think in most people's eyes, we were a year away. We were two years away. Um, I've, I've said this to teams and, and players all the time when you get a chance to talk to them in these environments. Um, you know, you go out into that environment, and and you you've got a you've got a margin for error. Even as talented as we were, we were young, um, but that San Francisco team was so good. So we had to go out and play really, really well. And I, I tell this all the time: I, that is as close to a perfect game that that group ever played. And we had to have that. We were plus four in the turnover ratio that day, and we're still holding on in the fourth quarter until Alvin Halper has the big play you know, to kind of seal that for us. So, um, yeah, it, it, that was the start. And then, then it just, it, you know, the next year we're in the championship game again, the following year we lose out of candlestick. So that was kind of the, kind of the, the opener for, for that generation's, uh, battles between Dallas and San Francisco with, with a lot on the line. So, uh, that'll always be a special one. That was, uh, that was one of those situations where you don't know what you don't know. But, you know, we were the youngest team in the NFL going out to play, uh, what everybody thought was the most talented and the, the, the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl and, and just played the game of our lives. Yeah, and uh, when Dak Prescott scampered into the end zone, Scott Free, uh, on Monday night against Tampa to help the Cowboys do their first road win in the playoffs since that 92 NFC Championship game in Candlestick, do you know he became the first Cowboy to run a one in for a touchdown in a road playoff win since you, Daryl. <laughs> wow! <laughs> did I just blow that's, your mind? Madness! <laughs> did yeah. I just? <laughs> yep. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't have many rushing touchdowns <laughs> at, at all. Uh, but to be to be a part of that equation, that's that's crazy. And that's the thing: the numbers that people are able to talk about 
with the Dallas Cowboy organization and the futility in the playoffs for the last 30 years is it doesn't, it doesn't mesh. You know, you're like, no, that can't be Dallas. That can't be right. It can't be that long that they haven't done that. And yeah, for, for, for my touchdown in 1992 to be the last road rushing touchdown, that, yes. that shows you how challenging things have been for the it, organization. In a win, you put a, you put your team up 17-10 in the third quarter. Emmett grabbed one, um, you know, later on in that game. And I, I was at the, the, the last NFC championship game between the three of the, the two of you the one that the Niners finally broke through on. And I just remember that game with Switzer there. And it was, it was unbelievable. That was truly one, uh, you know, that was truly one of the greatest playoff games I've ever witnessed. Dion going against Michael, you know, I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember which team Ken Norton was on by that point. You know, he kept switching back and forth. Uh, Again, I was on San Fran at that time. Yes, he was. That's right. And Haley being, uh, that's just, those are some old Donnie Brooks, man. Just great. Yeah, they were just great. I, I still think uh, if we'd ever gotten it inside ten points, if we ever could have got it to to a single digit lead, got it to seven, um, I, I think it would have it would have just shook San Francisco to the core because they were up twenty one nothing. I mean, that was our rallying cry in the first quarter. Hey, we're down twenty one, but we did it real fast. <laughs> There's a lot of time left for us to get back in this game. I mean, probably the worst six or seven minutes of football I've ever been a part of. Um, on, on one of the bigger stages you're ever going to have the opportunity to play, but uh, you'll have to you'll have to get Michael one time to to see what what the conversation is between him and Dion and that that what? uncalled pass interference that would have gotten us had it been called would have probably gotten us inside ten points. Oh, yeah. And I think that, that that really shifts the whole the, the, the dynamic at the end of that game. Well, this is Wednesday. We talked about it with him Tuesday yesterday. Moose. <laughs> yeah. We brought it up to him. Has he, has he let it go yet? No, and I've been on the set with both of them still arguing. One time they even got up out of their chairs live on NFL Network to reenact which one, which each one thought the play looked like. You know, I mean, and we're showing a shot of it on the screen right here uh, on a photograph. It really is something that lasts to this day. And because, and, and this is the last one here, you could have won four in a row, right? You would have won four in a row, pretty much, the Cowboys, if that happened that day based on what we saw the Niners eviscerated uh, Stan Humphreys and the Chargers in that Super Bowl. Right, Moose? Yeah, without a doubt. And that was that was the hard part because you're sitting on the cusp of history. Nobody's won three in a row. Um, <laughs> and, and we really felt like we had the opportunity. I, I think one of the big things that everybody forgets about that season is that was the season that, that Eric Williams was in the car accident. And when we don't have Eric Williams... Uh, not only are we not as good at right tackle, but we just lost our physicality on our whole offense. When Eric Williams is in the huddle, um, there's a different mentality for our offense, and and we lost that when Eric uh, was out for the rest of the season. So there's a there's a lot of things that will, people will talk about, but for me, that was always the biggest one. It was going to be hard for us to get back there without Big E, um, and uh, you know that that that's when it kind of showed itself. You know, we we really struggled. We put. You know, Larry Allen out at right tackle, so he's out of position, and he's got a bad ankle. And it was just, it was a tough lift for us. They were, they were a good team, but it was so frustrating because we were sitting on the cusp of history to do three in a row. And, and you know, there's, there's a few teams that have had that opportunity, and, and nobody's been able to cash in on that yet. Um, not, not even those Patriot dynasties. So, you know, for us, you know, that, that, that will always be the one that, that, that I'll always wonder about. And, you know, truth be told, you know, God, we needed Jimmy. You know, I just I, I I wish Jimmy would have stayed one more year and taken a shot at it. Mm. You know, <laughs> you told him that. I'm sure, right? You've told him that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I hope he knows. Well, I hope he knows. Well, he knows I now. hope he knows how important. I hope he knows how important he was to our team. I mean, that's the one thing. You know, you know. Sometimes coaches, you know, they feel like they're just the, the the person in charge, and and you set the schedules, and you organize the camp, and you do all the different things, and you've got your staff. Jimmy was more than that for us. You know, Jimmy. Jimmy was. He had a lot of our swagger. Um, you know, he just the way that he carried himself, the way that he coached. Um, he was a big part of everything we did. He was a huge part of everything we did. And when, and when he left, that was a huge hole. I mean, people talk about having to replace players, um, and, and maybe sometimes you're not quite as good because you weren't able to replace that player. We, we weren't as good when we lost Jimmy. You know, we, we lost a lot more, uh, you know, just than his leadership at the top, just the way that he carried himself and, and, and the, the emotion that he brought out of our team. Maybe that's why Jimmy calls his uh, his book his memoir Swagger. That could be exactly it. You know, you're helping him sell books here too. Hey, Moose, um, thank you for the call. Great spot, a great conversation. Let's do this again. Have a great time with Joe Davis. Sounds like you guys are. Uh, have a great call on Giants Eagles, and then uh, we'll chat down the line. Greatly appreciate it. You got it, Rich. Sounds good. Hey, yeah, uh, enjoy the weekend of football. Can't wait. Well, I, I would have to really try hard not to. It's going to be dynamite. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's Daryl Johnston. He'll be calling Eagles Giants on Saturday night with Joe Davis on Fox right here on the Rich Eisen Show. And you can listen to that game on Westwood One because this NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. All on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station. Streams are by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. Phone calls, including one from, I believe, our editor, Jordan Sherrill, wants <laughs> yeah. to accept your challenge. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. We're getting our drops all ready for the playoff weekend. So, so if if the Dallas Cowboys lose this weekend, uh, the Cowboys season would be kaput, and then the Niners season it would be right the other. There you go, Albert Einstein with that. Uh, and and, and speaking of brilliant, uh, the idea of T.J. Jefferson having to scrub his grease board of how about them cowboys and write bang bang niner gang yeah. uh jordan Sherrill, rich eisen show uh editor is on the pro- program jordan thanks for watching how are you uh yeah i'm good i really didn't realize that a simple uh text conversation would lead to something like this you should but, know better yeah, come, on, jordan. come on this is not your yeah. first oh, content, bro. i know i know content. you're not watching but you were aware <laughs> You know? Well, to be fair, I haven't been on one of those text chains for a very long time. Finally. As soon as I got the text, I, I immediately jumped right What in. a nice picture of Jordan we have. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a nice picture, Jordan. Yeah, I went to Disneyland with my wife. Look so at I was that. My phone. Oh, that's yeah. what you sent in. Do you huh? know what picture this is, Jordan? Because I can't he imagine him sure watching. He provided it. He provided it. I'm he just saying just I can't said, imagine him watching. You know right what would now, look so. great on that face would be a big blue star painted Wouldn't on that face. Is that what you were asking of him? What are you asking of Jordan in response here? What am I? I? I haven't figured out anything. Too bad. It's tough. You got to do it now because he's already right, Jordan. He's, I thought you came up with he'll do a sign and we'll show it once per hour. You fine with that, Jordan? You good with that? Well, I'm I'm 100 okay with that, but I'm willing to up the offer as well. Okay. Because um, I know TJ, you said that you would have to shame yourself, what you know, and all that stuff. But really? I'd be willing to come in if that was allowed during the uh, one of the final segments of the show and where and completely you know, shame the 49ers and talk about how great the Dallas Cowboys are, if that's something that you would prefer 
better than something as the whiteboard. What you about, should do that. I, I got one, too. I got one, too. TJ, remember a few years ago uh, we went to the, the playoff game, Rams playoff game, mm-hmm. and you're head-to-toe in the cape and, yeah, the, oh yeah. and the wrestling the, the mask. mask and yeah. all that stuff. I think Jordan should have to wear that whole outfit at home while he's editing the yeah, show. Yeah, but where does he get the outfit? TJ's going to give it to him. But that's a cost to TJ, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know where he lives. Maybe if it costs less than $20, you can pick up the bill since you still owe him $20 in the Kenny Pickett trade. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It could be a wash. How about, how about this? I will, no, I will, you bring me the outfit. I'll drive it to Jordan's house. Jordan wears it for a whole day of work. So, our updates. How, sent I, in photos. Again, like that doesn't really... That's not applicable. It's, no, it's, it's on TV. That's we put it on TV. Jordan. I'd rather have Jordan come in and do what he's saying, and him have to hold up. How his about board. Sean Mitchell, right. Rich Eisen show uh, digital coordinating producers? Is how about Jordan has to come in, wear a Cowboys uniform, and gallop around the set on a stick horse like the logo on Mike McCarthy's sweatshirt? Well, that, that's I, a little bit much. And Jordan already nixed that one. Jordan, so. you nixed that one. <laughs> oh, you nixed yeah. that? Why? Well, no, I just I mean, scrolled I down. I mean, I have a little dignity, a little bit. I'll, I'm not doing that, LOL. At least he found it laugh out loud. Okay, we'll figure it out. All right. I, I, I'm fine with him doing the picture, or if he wants to come in, because I, I get the feeling he wants to come in at least one day. What a choice by Mike McCarthy to wear that. That's kind of like a Brownie the Elf version. Of, of, if, just, if the Cowboys had a Brownie the Elf, that's what they got. That, All right, so here we go. Uh, it's going to be Jordan coming in? Coming in. Sure. There you go. Jordan, you're going to come in, and we'll, we'll figure out a way to shame you. Uh, but don't worry. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's. I got TJ. a bell, and I'll just ring shame. And this is why TJ TJ shame. wants that. He's he's gonna shame. You you could get a bell. You can yeah. do shame. He can have a walk of shame around the studio. <laughs> you good with well, that, Jordan? I mean, yeah, I'm totally with that. But okay. TJ, you sound very very confident today. Um, you have no idea where you're going to be going against. Oh, oh I do. I, Look at him. I, I, I do. I do know. By the way, that smack talk belies this wonderful picture again we're putting on the screen of Jordan Shero. <laughs> I mean, this is Very an Abercrombie Fitch ad right there. It's beautiful. You know. My goodness. You're a handsome man, Jordan, but I knew that already. All right, Jordan, thanks very much for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Go How back about to them Niners. There you go. Go, go. go back to not watching the show. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Was that Jordan or Joel Clatton? That, that was, I mean, <laughs> right. handsome man. Yeah, handsome man. Good Lord. You lose that battle already. No offense. Well, I mean, it depends. <laughs> Many women find me attractive. I think we know how old Jordan is, too, right? What does that uh, have to do with it? We just played the bongo cam on TJ. Uh, Susie's going to be sitting in here with Marshall Falk tomorrow. That'll be a fun show. I'll be back Friday with Steve Young. Do we know where you're going? Not yet. I'm not going to tell you. I assume you know, but we don't know. Correct. Got it. Be right. Are you filming something? That's correct. For I'm not telling an you. NFL show? Not or? telling you. Not telling you. Is it a... Not telling you. Very exciting. I gotta say, if it's one, if, if it's the one show I'm thinking of, I'm gonna be very upset. It's not it. Okay. Which show is that? Succession. Oh. Stay tuned. Jeez. I don't know what your problem is. If, if that was it, you should be happy for me. Well, you know that's bang, not the case bang, for him. Eyes and gang. Hold on. That's it. Come on. He's not gonna be happy Funny for you. Funny show. <laughs> I'm not. Funny show. We're back to wrap it up on Roku in a moment. <laughs> 